This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! that is but i'm just sitting here looking through it new dc they got the black summer design sketches zero to seven interesting design sketch cover so apparently original first printing special editions that were previously unavailable as retailer ordering incentives so i guess it's a warehouse fine they're like six bucks and then with the discount they're not quite that but they're still more expensive than a regular comic so but I, ooh, I did like Black Summer. That was a good book. That was back when Avatar was putting out a bunch of great stuff. Ooh, of course it is Warren Ellis and Juan Jose Reap. A ripe, a rip. Uh, that was reap, like like reap, like reaping, like uh, reap what you sow. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. We had this figured out at one time because we talked about this. We talked about one of our early episodes. We talked about Black Summer and No Hero. Mm-hmm. And I thought we had it, the correct pronunciation figured out then, but then. True, true, true. Man, it's a big Avatar sale now. I'm looking at it. It's like they got Caligula, Crossed, which I've never been that much of, but then Doctor Sleepless, and the Jungle Fantasy, Night of the Living Dead. I guess all this Avatar stuff. Did you huh. not see that in the April previews? Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the April previews. <laughs> I do dimly remember talking about that. Most of what they had listed in the April previews, though, were for trades. Yeah, I really haven't any series come out of Avatar in a while. I don't know if they've just this kind of there. I wonder if they went to like the same way as Sirius, like we were talking last time. It's like I saw a bunch of outs, like I think I see the owner of Sirius or whoever all that just selling a lot of stock and stuff he had because I don't think they're a publishing company anymore. I wonder if Avatar is going the same way. Of course. Monthly periodical comics are facing quite a challenge right now. And some people, if you've got a little bit more of a cynical outlook, might be saying that periodical comics are maybe coming to an end. That could be. Ooh, ooh. You know what? I'm sitting here looking, and maybe this is a good thing. I'm looking at this while we're talking. So I'm going through FOC, and all of a sudden at the end there's all this DC stuff. And it's not got the regular previews code. It's got a UCS code. So if I, and knowing that, hey, DC's dropped Diamond, does this mean I need to order this? This is like like a detective and Batman and all that. Do I need to order this stuff on FOC? If I want to get it, since it may not be on previews anymore? See, I've yet to figure out how that exactly works. Well, I think... Everybody has to figure out how that exactly works. See, I get Batman and Detective and Catwoman through my LCS and not through Cowabunga. Mm-hmm. Simply because I want it a little bit more timely because of the Batpod podcast. and I'm, So I'm relying on my LCS owner to figure that out. But yeah, this thing with DC is going to be a mess. In fact, I've been listening to podcasts, other podcasts about it. Uh, the Comic Book Page podcast, one of the recent episodes had Eric from Calabunga on it, and he was talking about what DC was doing. I listened to the Contest of Challengers, and I f- seem to remember that, yeah, all they've zeroed out all of their diamond orders, so you may very well have to order those books on FOC. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about this now. Well, you might have to shoot an email to Eric. Well, the FOC says, please know that all previously ordered DC comics will be honored. Okay. Well, if it still has a diamond code. But it's not a diamond code. Well, that's 
That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. You don't know. Because I think... I heard it on one of the other podcasts. I think the June 23rd... No, the June 24th. Which is not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. That's the last Wednesday, I believe, that DC stuff ordered from Diamond will appear in shops. Okay, now I'm looking, and it looks like what's on the FOC was on the April. Because I was looking... I'm I'm really liking the DC stuff, so I see this on here, and I'm like, oh, crap, I want my DC, but I see I did order it off the April previews. So I'm assuming that means it's still good? Maybe. I'm hoping... All right, I guess we'll see. Not... <laughs> you can always get it back ordered, I guess. Yeah, sure. Order it off the bay, the eBay. Well, this you know this makes you wonder whether some of these uh, DC stuff is going to be low printed when this switch happens. Well, I've already heard about that. Like Eric was talking on those in that comic book page podcast that DC's already shorting people on copies and stuff. Shipments are not even making it there. They're not. And DC's talking about trucks breaking down and all kinds of... Trucks breaking down? What kind of, what kind of excuse is that? Sounds pretty hokey to me, but... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's almost as if DC is trying deliberately to get rid of periodical comics. Well, you know, I don't know so much about that. And not that I'm defending anything they're doing, but until you know the full story... I don't think you can make a judgment on this business decision. I'm gonna I'm gonna crank it up or chalk it up to a business decision. Well, yes. Because there's because wasn't there also talk that Diamond maybe was like couldn't wouldn't make it through this shutdown and such. There was something about that, but they may not make it now because I know that DC accounted for about 25 to 27% of Diamond's business. So they're taking a one-fourth cut right now, right off the top. One-fourth? I thought it was a, quarter, a third. No, it's about 25 to 27, I think, the last numbers I heard. DC's market share has gone down quite a bit in recent months. Even before the pandemic, it was starting to go down. Now, there's two ways to read that. Actually, there's several ways to read that. Is that just because they're just not putting out up dozen comics, right? You know, they're not flooding the market with a bunch of stuff that nobody wants. Could be. I couldn't tell you exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to knee-jerk here, and I made that kind of crazy statement about periodical comics maybe coming to an end. I don't think they are, but... Uh, Sensationalist! That's me. Hey, we got to do something to drive up our numbers. <laughs> we ever want to get over more than two dozen listeners. Hey, there you go. No, it's it's a big deal. What the thing I've been thinking about is how this is affecting not only my local comic shop but also how it is Cowabunga. Because these two new distributors that DC are using, UCS and Lunar, mm -hmm. those are, are offshoots of two other comic shops. UCS is owned by or run by Midtown Comics in Manhattan, and Lunar is DCBS. Yeah. Which Midtown and DCBS are Diamond's two biggest customers. Yeah. Accounts. And now the thing of it is, though they're also two, the probably two biggest mail order businesses in the. I'm sure DCBS is the number one. I'm not sure if you'd say Midtown is number two. But now, think about this: if Calabunga wants to continue holding, offering DC, which I don't know why they wouldn't. How can you not, as an LCS, how can you not carry Batman or Green Lantern? Then if they have to deal with go into business with UCS and Lunar, they're essentially doing business with competitors for the mail order business. So it puts them in an intriguing position. I'd like to hear Eric's opinion on that or what he thinks or how it's going to work, but I'm sure I will at some point. Well, I'm not... like I said, I don't know the... Yeah, and I don't know the business decision beside behind some of this. So, um... You know, I'm kind of thinking that it shakes things up. You know, all I ever heard was in comic shops was Diamond screwed this over. Diamond did this. Diamond did that. So everything was blamed on Diamond, and that now everybody just wants to save Diamond. So well, I don't necessarily want to save Diamond. I'm just, on the other hand, what else is there besides Diamond? True, true. 
And you're not going to find any other distributor that's out there besides one of the big mail order comp- or shops that knows how to distribute comics because they know how to do it. So they're not starting from scratch. Now, I'm not defending it one way or the other, but if you're going to set up a competitor, do you want somebody to learn from ground zero or do you want somebody that has some experience shipping comics? Midtown and DCBS have experience shipping comics, so you've got a good bit of your learning curve and everything put away. And if they set it upright and make the, them their distrib- distribution company totally independent from their uh, comic shop that sells or how they sell comics which would be in their interest to do, then it could be fine. They may have something written in their contracts or way it's set up to where you can't game it, as I've I've heard everybody say, that when something gets allocated, you know, these two companies are going to make sure Midtown and DCBS gets their comics and short everybody else. Well, then that would force everybody else's hands not to get their stuff from them. And, you know, it's it's easy to sit there and think everybody's going to, game the system but they could set it up to where it, it works yeah well, I'm not doing the doom and gloom but it's going to be very interesting because Diamond about 25% of its business is gone and that's a pretty significant hit how many businesses can take a 25% reduction in revenue yeah, yeah what I heard was a was a big issue though and I agree that this is an issue it's like so where D previews or Diamond was a one shop stop so apparently you can't get trades or hardcovers or whatever through DCBS or or whatever to Luna and the UCS. You got to go through Penguin or Random House or whoever it is. Yeah, Penguin Random House. Yeah. So yeah, so you have to get that from there. So you just can't order it. And then I can also see where this is going to start affect shipping cost and everything because you could lump everything together when customers wanted stuff, but now you can't. Well. Still, but you know, if these two new distributors get large enough to where they got a significant business, then they can negotiate rates with USPS or UPS or FedEx or whoever it is. So, while I, you know, here at the beginning, the shipping rates may be higher. Once if they get going and things going smoothly, then they can negotiate lower rates. So, is it all doom and gloom? I don't think so. you know, I've heard everybody wanting to hear, wanting things to change or diamond to do better, but we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. So that's the definition of insanity. So, hey, let's experiment. Let's see how this goes. It could work out for the best. And again, we don't know the business, all the business details behind this decision. We'll see. I found it interesting that DC wants to sell comics on a Tuesday. Uh, yes, which I doubt that that will. I doubt that a lot of comic shops will comply with that because why would you want to have two new comic book new comic days a week well you get traffic in your shop on tuesday you get traffic in your shop on wednesday well true is that a bad thing (laughs) no it's not gosh we need to talk to eric because i'm sure he would have all kinds of opinions on this well i've been waiting for a cow cast yeah well (laughs) i say i've heard him on comic book he regularly appears on the comic book page and on comics fun and profit and we could ask him to come on this podcast, but then why would he? Because we have two dozen listeners, I think, at most. About <laughs> so, so. Anyway, I don't know. We're just It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And since I have an interest in that kind of thing, some of the business of comics been a side interest of mine. Not that I would ever want to own a comic shop. Yeah. Owning a comic shop, to me, in some ways, is the definition of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to Eric or James, because they do a fabulous job, but man. It looks like it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, nobody gets rich owning an LCS. I know that much. Maybe that's the retirement gig. You just run it, and it's just a place where everybody comes in and just hangs out and talks and buys comics. You don't make any, you don't, you don't make any money. It's just a place to hang out. <laughs> just make sure you have enough money to live on. That's, that's why I say. It's when you retire, and then you just then you claim it on your taxes as a loss. <laughs> works <laughs> but yeah no that's that was the big thing this week that everybody's buzzing about is DCs and of course there's all kinds of potential things you know wondering because there was that rumor back gosh back before C2E2 back from the, around towards the first of the year that 
DC was actually wanting to get rid of periodical comics, and they were going to license their characters to Marvel or somebody else. Everybody thought, well, that's a bunch of hooey, but it's a possibility why they would necessarily well, want to do that. I don't is know. Is that DC talking that, or is that Warner Brothers talking that, or is that AT&T talking I that? I think that was more of an AT&T, but who knows? But since they're since AT&T is where the buck finally stops, I guess whatever they want is what would happen. But I'm getting back into speculations, talking through my hat, which I often do. Well, I guess it depends on whether or not they can make more, if they can just figure out how to make money or print money like Disney does with all the Marvel stuff. <laughs> if they can figure out how to do that, then I think they'll be happy with periodicals. Yeah, but as of right now, I know that Marvel is getting overall more market share than DC and it, it varies by shops I think Calabunga is like 80-20 Marvel to DC yeah but is that because they put out a bunch of crap <laughs> you know what I, I mean half the stuff I mean I was a big Marvel guy back in the day and I guess we're not really talking about much of the rest but I wasn't but the stuff now I just can't read there's some stuff I can't. I really like the Daredevil. I really like uh, Immortal Hulk. I've kind of liked the new when they've rebooted the X Men stuff. I like Doctor Strange, but Daredevil. And there's just a bunch. Yeah, there's just a bunch of it. I just and maybe that's me. Maybe it's my demographic. Maybe they're not targeting my demographic, and that's the issue. And maybe that's not what I'm seeing. Well, I've never been a big Marvel reader either, and probably going to be even less so because I think a couple of the comic books I was reading like uh, Valkyrie, Jane Foster I think is, they're either stopping it all together or it's going to be digital only. And I'm not going to go digital. You know, if I've been getting a book in print, if it's going to digital only, I'm stopping it because I will not do that. I'm not going to pay the almost cover price when I was getting it for a 35, 40% discount from Calabunga, just not going to do it. Plus, I just don't want to read digital. Yeah, but then you don't have to bag and board and store it in a long box. <laughs> yes. Guess what I've been, guess what I was doing earlier today? You were redoing all your bagging and boarding? In, I was bagging and boarding and alphabetizing in my long boxes, uh, which is total alphabetical order, not divided by company or anything like that. It's straight up alphabetical all the way through. Right. Yes, we talked about that a couple episodes back when we were trying to get Ronnie to organize his comics based on that that windfall of a bunch of books that he got recently. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a little bit less than recently, hasn't it? It's been, it's been a few months now. Well, yeah, I guess it has. Time flies when you're in a pandemic. Nah, doesn't it, though? It all blurs together. You know, now that we started getting books back, I've kind of had to get back into the how do I read? How do I want to read? You know, my routine's on it, so. Right. Uh, and then I sit there and look, crap, there's all that stuff I meant to read when stuff wasn't coming in that I never did read. Yes. So, I still haven't opened up that that Minty Mint uh, Omnis of Strangers in Paradise yet. And I know this is going to chagrin you, but I still haven't read the last two issues of five years either. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know why that bugs you so badly. Ah, uh, I will read them eventually. They'll read them when he announces his new series. Maybe once I know I'm going to get some new Terry Moore. Yeah, well there you go. Well, you can just again, you can just watch the Sunday oh, stuff. Oh. I've I've been watching his Sunday stuff and it's hilarious. Yes, oh, and very I'm, enjoyable. It is. I mean, he does great. He and Robin do great on those videos. But you want to hear something even more blasphemous? Uh oh. I've started rereading Rachel Rising. Mm-hmm. Not as good as I remember it. I mean, not as good as you remember it. After about the first ten issues, it starts moving pretty slowly. I think too slowly. And I mean, the the story's a good story, but it's like mm, it's kind of dragging a little bit here. Or at least it oh, feels he, that way to me. Oh, is that why he he, he started just doing ten issue series? Uh, I don't think that's the reason. I mean, necessarily, but. I don't know. Just it's still a very good series. I just not enjoying it as much as I did the first time. Well, maybe it was the month is the weight, the monthly weight that built the anticipation. Could be, could be. So. Plus the fact I'm not 
horror has never been my biggest genre that I've enjoyed, and this is not true. I guess it is true horror, but it's no. Not... This is yeah. That's more true horror instead of the gore horror. I've never liked gore horror, but right. true horror, I don't. I I have a fondness for. Yeah, well, I'm kind of the same way. But even true horror is not my go-to genre, so that well, may be part of it. Yeah, I'll admit that. Also, it's not my go-to. Uh, uh, actually, lately, it's like I was online. I saw where somebody had for sale. You remember when, I don't know if they're still doing it, Barnes & Noble was doing those, they do, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call them. They would come out with these special edition books, and they would collect like public domain stuff and put these nice new covers on them and have them out there and everything. Right. So I found somebody. I'm, there's a, several of them that I wouldn't have mind of having, but either they sold out or I never saw them. Well, one of them was the Foundation Trilogy, and somebody had one online on eBay at price, so I bought it. And so I've been rereading the Foundation Trilogy and and this book. So I've been getting back into my old 40s, 50s, 60s uh, sci-fi. Ah, very nice. Which, which man, I'm finding dated. I didn't. Yeah. Re- I don't know. I don't know why. I used to love that stuff, and now I'm reading it, and I still like it. But I'm sitting there. It's like everybody smokes. They still read, and this is like twelve thousand years in the future. They, everybody still smokes. Everybody, every character does, either cigars or cigarettes, and they still read the paper. Right. <laughs> well, I think that one thing that we have that I have never found anything in com- in old science fiction. That anticipated, nobody anticipated cell phones, wireless phones. I mean, because you still, like I say, that's another thing you see in all those comics. They pick up a phone and dial it, or uh, especially with, I think, in uh, Foundation, all communication still on some kind of, you know, print medium or on paper or something. Yeah, it's like a capsule. They've got a secure capsule that only opens with your DNA and it opens up and you got to read the paper and then it disintegrates. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, which actually, when you think about it, would be, if it's not electronic, in some ways it would be even more secure. You can always hack into electronic or yeah. data, but if it's on printed and then it disintegrates, then... Yeah. Now, I do want to think there, and some of it, they do have, they have like radio, or it's like radio, but there's no visual. You're, you know, I think they can communicate voice. Right. So, I mean, it's a product of his time. I mean... He started writing those in the serials back in the early 40s. He started writing them when he was 21. Right. And I will say that, you know, so that's the first three. Then he he didn't write the fourth and the fifth book of the Foundation series until the 80s or late 80s, early 90s. So he has picked up, you know, it does take a step up from there. But, I mean, I still enjoy it. Oh, I do too. I'm, I mean, I'm still enjoy reading it because it's, you know, it's a good story. It's the twist and the turns and everything like that. and Yes. The two odd things, or at least one of the oddest things about me, for me, on Foundation, it wasn't that he didn't want to, but there are no aliens in Foundation. It's all just humans. Yeah, but if you go through the whole, his interconnected universe, that's explained. Right. I think you have to read the end of Eternity to figure that out. And then there's the god them the gods themselves, but that talks about uh, extra dimensional aliens. So right. well, I'm not saying that it sh- they should have or that it detracts from the work. I just one of the curiosities about that that you don't see in a lot of science fiction, where humans have expanded throughout throughout the galaxy. I mean, live in every corner of the galaxy, and no other alien species at all. Well, there are alien fauna and flora. Well, yes. There's no intelligent. And I don't want. Well, I don't want to say intelligent. Well, it's more like no intelligent tool wielding aliens. Does that make sense? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Because there are different. You go to different planets, and there's different like birds and beasts and things like that, and true such. True. But. Anyway, but again, that's kind of the pulps I want to get. And that's the interesting thing. So I do have one of the pulps where that's in there. And going through it, it is nice because the you know, the Foundation series, is it's always been the covers. And I always love the Michael Whelan covers. 
Oh, I just love his work. Oh, but anyway, but you go through these the old serials, they actually do illustrate every once in a while. There'll be a page where they illustrate something. And so I've never seen some of those before. And I got this one story because I've always wondered what the spaceship in the sun looks like. So I've got it in one of these. And I don't know if he did the art or he directed the art, but it's kind of nice. So another reason I want to get the the pulps these were originally published in somehow. But man, looks like I'm just going to have to do it off the eBay, which just ah, drives me nuts. <laughs> yes. But I can't find them anywhere else. Well, so. I don't know. Like I say, I, I know nothing about pulps at all. So did you ever order that book, that Heritage Auction book? No, I need to. I never think about it until we're on the air, and I refuse to go like Martin and him and buy stuff when we're, we're doing <laughs> While we're recording? No, while we're recording, but I may just have to go and do that. <laughs> jot it down and do it right after we finish. That way you're not doing it right after exactly while we're recording. But uh, Well, yeah, I don't know if I exactly can because about the other day I lost my debit card, which is my own damn fault, <laughs> so I had to get a new one. So... All my stuff. That, yeah, I, f- I figured I'd done it within about 30 minutes after I did it. It fell out, you know. It was right. just one of those things. I'm not used to shopping anymore, you know. You would order everything online and just have it delivered here. Yes, I understand. I forget, ex- I forget exactly what it was I was doing. I think we were doing a, we were doing a masked run to Costco. Well, the last and I, time. And, and I was pulling out the Costco card, and I think it fell out then. Could be. Last time I had that, I lost my wallet. It was back... During the pandemic, one night, I went to pick up some Tex-Mex, and it was raining Tex-Mex. And somehow my wallet fell out. So I called, and I canceled all my cards. I had my debit card, a credit card, and a bank card. And I was getting ready to have to think about having to get a new driver's license, but they found it. The people at the restaurant found it. So, But by that time, it was already too late, because I've already canceled all my cards and had to get them reissued so had to wait for 10 days or so before those showed back up which was a pain yeah. in the neck but at least I know for sure that nobody used well I don't know for sure because somebody at the restaurant could have been well that's why you gotta sit there and you gotta you know you go you log on and you take a look well that's true but anyway. okay I just went there and I did it I just bought it good you are the new Martin. So I just bought it. It was on sale for twenty nine ninety five. So it is on its way. Did you get your Blossom X book delivered? Yeah, I finally got those. Yep, those got here via wherever all else it had to go. <laughs> when I went through Coppell, from Austin to Dallas to Coppell to St. Louis. Did you get any of that bad weather as the result of Cristobal? Because I know they were saying it was coming straight up through the St. Louis area. Eh, we got a bunch of rain. What day was that? Wednesday? It looks like, it, looks like it hit Moberly worse than it did here. Ah. Everything hits Moberly worse than it hits here. <laughs> now, we got some rain. It was good. It helped my lawn recover from when I dethatched and scarified it. <clears throat> Man, I've dethatched my lawn like three times. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of thatch out there. Yep, it had a, I had a dumpster full. Uh, yep, yep. Oh, and the other thing I've gotten since we recorded last, I finally, 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 finally got my original art from a issue of Poison Elves. Oh yes, you saw that on the Twitter machine. No, not Twitter. It was Discord. the Discord. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I figured out it's finally a, it was from issue 31. So all the other stuff I've seen online have been from like the issues in the 60s. So this is even earlier. So I'm even happy with that. There was another one up on there from issue 60 that I think it was a buy it now, which I was watching to see if it lasts till Monday, and somebody's bought it. But I mean that's fine. I got my OA, and it's got my Lucifer on there. So very. And nice. he did. You know what? He did not do his art on standard pages it looks like it's just whatever stock it is paper 11 by 17 and thick stock and he just went to town on it could be i don't know but yeah that was a nice i remember looking at that it's nice looking oa 
Oh yeah, and at a very reasonable price too, so I was quite happy. It went on there. It went on there ten minutes. I got those eBay alerts to tell me. Popped up there and it's like mine. But I will be truly impressed when you get some purple Marauder OA from Poison. Oak. And you know, so whoever's got that's not gonna let that out of their vault. <laughs> no, I'm sure not. That's gonna go for her. That's gonna go on Heritage. Probably. <laughs> but. And I thought I'd. So I was doing this from memory, so I didn't have it written down anywhere because I thought in my head I knew which one issue of Poison Elves I'm missing that I've been missing for, I don't know, 20 years? Yeah. 15 years, right? So it still bugs me that as much as a big a fan I am as Poison Elves, I don't have a complete run. So I thought I'd found it, ordered it, came in. It's like, nope, that was the issue. I already had that one. I still got to find issue 74. I thought I was missing issue 63. Now I have two issues of 63. <sighs> And it's still not on the... And this is... I should have looked several weeks ago. And there was a bunch of them on, on eBay and all that. And now there's not as much on there. So the quest continues. Ah, uh, yes. Now, I can't remember if we talked about it last episode, but you also got a pretty low number X-Men book recently. Yeah, I did splurge and buy an X-Men 4. Ah, so, right now, I only need one, two, and three, and I'll have like the first thirty, the first forty issues of X Men, I think. Nice. And then my next biggest gap is like in the seventies and eighties and nineties. But yeah, it was a really nice copy of issue four, and I couldn't turn it down because it's going to do nothing but appreciate. And I did secure a an uh, an Incredible Hulk one eighty earlier this week too nice so I gotta wait for wait for that so yeah I've been taking this lull of not getting weekly comics to kind of save up and get some more of the uh, the high dollar keys that I've been wanting to look at and everything I still gotta find that Love and Rockets number one I do wanna give me that I do, I do want to get that. I don't know if I want the whole series, but I do want that black and white one. The black and white one? Yeah. You're going to yeah. pay for that one. You're going to pay a little bit of coin for that one. But it's worth yeah. it. Well, it's not as... You've got that era of indie comics from the 80s, early 70s. Right. And I guess the most famous one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, and that is way out of my price range. Right. <laughs> so the stuff like Love and Rockets... Um, I've got the first Elf quest. What else was in it? Uh, I need to get like the first Crow. I need to get the Caliper Presents with the. Uh, oh. I think that's first Crow. I need to get that uh, first Grendel. Like those are still kind of in range. Like the Crow, Grendel, uh, the Tick. Right. I do want to get a f- uh, first appearance of the Tick. Uh, but yeah, that TMNT. Whew. I got think I think I got like a fifth print, right? And I think a third print's not too far out of the realm of possibility of getting. But man, a first or a second print. <sighs> well, now if you can get a copy of the Crow number one, which I think that is caliber I two. Think so I might get that signed for you because James O'Barr lives in the Dallas area. And he was coming to a lot of the local small cons. Oh, was he now? Pam went with me to one. It was back, I think, may have... Was it back in the spring of 2019? I can't remember. She went and he had a panel, and she was really impressed with him. Because that guy has led a rough life. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's been shot a couple times and stabbed. And he lived in Detroit for many years. Well, that explains that. Yeah. Uh, now he moved down to Dallas because I believe his daughter is here in this area. So he's, he now lives down here. Yeah, yeah. I still know. I don't think they're... You know, actually, I think when we were at Cowabunga, they had one on the wall. I think they actually had the first Grendel and the first Crow up there on the wall. I didn't plug the pull the trigger because I thought, well, we still got to go to C2E2 over the next three or four days. Yes, and you were hell-bent on buying a lot of Terry Moore OA. Yep. So, That's what I was saving up for, so... Right. Or sketches, not necessarily OA, but... 
Yeah. Oh, what do you think of his? Uh, I can't wait. We, we we seem to talk a lot about Terry Moore, but what do you think about his uh, Art Nouveau portfolio that he put out earlier this week? I really like the drawings. I think they look exceedingly well done and very detailed. I didn't buy it because I'm really not into buying prints. I mean, yeah. If I'm going to spend money, I'd rather save up and get some original art or a sketch or something like that. The commission? Yeah, or a commission. So so I passed on getting it, but it's still quite exquisite art. Oh, it, yeah, it was nice. It and was I, nice. I debated it, but I'm like, I'm kind of like you now. I want OA or commissions. Yeah, I mean, prints are nice, but just – what was it? What, what was it for that portfolio? I can't remember what the cost was. I think it was 125 Yeah, not a lot. But no, it wasn't. And they were, what were they, 11 by 17? And there were a lot more a lot more detail in them. And then I think he also inked them, too. So they were drawn and inked in that yes. Art Nouveau style. And uh, I mean, there was a lot. There was a couple of them that were just like, whew, those are nice. And those will be, what, $1,000 OA whenever he puts them up? Probably, if not more. Because they were nice. But yeah, I mean, 120 or whatever it was, not it was six. Good, Excuse me. It was six, right? So I mean, it's 120, so it was only like 20 bucks each. That's true. When you think about it. Still, though, I'd rather take the 125 and put it towards a commission or something like that. Well, I was thinking because I've been so I started following Merca and Dolfo on Twitter. Right. Um. You know, I put her in that same genre of like Tula Latte and uh, Tula Latoy. Why am I saying Latte? Well, whatever. Tula Latte. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that group, and she's been putting some stuff on there, and she still got it on there where you could buy her sketchbooks for like twenty five dollars, and for another twenty five dollars, you get a sketch in the front of it. And I mean, that's what I got at C two E two. And I mean, it was a, it wasn't just a quick sketch. It, it was a really good a lot of detail and she put some effort into it and she's had it on there because she, she just came out with her sixth sketchbook for 2019 so I was thinking about getting the other five and getting her to put sketches in them maybe not all at once but I'm just really liking her stuff the more I see it I really do she's putting out a uh, Batgirl she's doing the cover to Batgirl 49 coming out ah. and then and then she's got her own series with Image Mercy and then she's got a series with the Blaze, and um, she just, she just, she just, I just really like her stuff. Right. I'm getting infat, I'm getting infatuated with her stuff, her art. I got the, I'm getting some nothing original, but she's done some cover covers recently. Like I think the latest issue of Lois Lane comic books, she did one of the variants. And I forgot, I messed up because I meant to order that, and I didn't. And Eric caught it, of all things, and sent a DM on me to me on Twitter saying, Hey, do you, do you want the Lotte on this? I'm like, I damn sure do. <laughs> Can't you? You know, that's, that's. I had an old LCS, like from when, uh, back home when I grew up, and it was like, I could sit there and say, Anything this, get me, just pull it. I wish right. there was a box for that. It's like, anything like. Like Merca cover anything she does like oh I think she's doing a cover to like Willow the one that's uh, here in the FOC for Willow number one she's got a uh, variant anything she does I I I'd almost say that for the art germ but there's some of the stuff I don't the art germ stuff I'm kind of getting eh on now I'm always been a little eh on art germ I mean, oh some of this stuff is good and then some of the stuff just looks like a repeat of other stuff. I'm not saying that it's not good, but I just it just doesn't appeal to me all that much. You see, I'm wondering if he gets specific because I like all the Cho stuff, but he just puts out a lot. But the ones I want, I want his ballpoint covers. Anything he does ballpoint, I want that. Right. And he's because he's been doing the B covers for Harley Quinn, which are pretty nice. But when he does those ballpoint ones, I mean, they're they are just a thing of beauty. Right. And his last one, and I think they're ending 
Harley Quinn with issue 75, and I think he's got like an over-the-top ballpoint cover for issue 75. Actually, I think no, I think it's over the. I think what it is, it's got Harley Quinn and um, Punchline on the cover. Ah, and it's a ballpoint. So that should be a nice one. I'm probably going to get it. I don't think it's been solicited yet. Sounds excellent. Yeah, but Frank Cho stuff too is is good too. But right. And who else have I been getting a bunch of? Oh, did you see the Frank Quietly cover for the uh, the Batman's Grave number seven? Oh yes, I did. Hmm. But he's another one I love his cover stuff. Uh, Joel Jones is another. Eh, some of hers. Oh no, no, I'm I'm mixing that up. Yes, I do like her stuff. In fact, I told my LCS owner, you know, because I've got Catwoman on my pull, and I, I told him, I said, I don't put, give me any art germ. I want the <laughs> Joel Jones covers for Catwoman. Because he'll he'll do that. He'll put, he'll, for people on his subscription list, he'll pull some of the variants for you for occasionally, thinking, hey, you may want this, or it may have a mm-hmm. higher value. But I told him, I said, not for me, not for Catwoman. I want the Joel Jones covers when there is one. Uh, so, have you read anything that you've really liked lately? Um, yeah, I was catching up on Daredevil. I was a little bit behind on that, so I'm caught up on that. I, well, I told, you, I told you about the Terry Moore rereading Rachel Rising. Mm-hmm. Mostly enjoying that. I'm getting ready. I'm going to be leaving tomorrow to visit my mother for a few days. And I'm going to take the first two volumes of Orphans... From Magnetic Press. Yep. Ronnie and Aaron are both just gaga over that. They say it's one of the best comics they've read in years. So now I get to see if that if their opinions are correct. Yeah, I've seen that and I've been debating it. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be hard to. I really like Jazz Maynard. I don't. Well, I do too. But I'm not about to get into an argument of what's better, Jazz Maynard or Orphans. I know Dwan a couple of days ago was asking, which should I read first, Orphans or Jazz Maynard? And I would have told him Jazz Maynard, but Aaron, I think, convinced him to read Orphans first. All right, well, you'll have to tell me how it is. I mean, I think I'm going to get it eventually. Um, I know there was a Magnetic Press sale they had on their online shop, and I guess I should have got it then, but I was thinking maybe getting it at the next C2E2, assuming there's going to be a C2E2. I think I will like it because of the premise of it, orphans, children being used in military. The premise of it is very similar to, sounds like, to Ender's Game. Oh. Which is one of my top five science fiction novels. One of my favorite novels. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if it's similar to that, yeah, I will like it. Hopefully it's not... A copy? A A copy of it, but I, I doubt it. But anyway, I bought all four volumes back on the magnetic press sale a few weeks ago since I didn't have I wasn't spending money on comic books does it have the rounded corners no this is all paperback it's not hardcover ah what's the point then as Aaron would say if it's not hardcover it's not worth it well that's true but I think he got it so <laughs> but you know that's been pretty much it what have you been reading well, I really like the last issue of the Sumerian, so I'm really liking that stuff coming from a blaze. Of course, I got to the back where they've actually got the pulp in the back, and they got that thing at about like a five-point font. Right. Ooh, it is it is small. Damn. Yeah, I'd have to get some other readers or my magnifying glass. So there was that. Uh, I'm reading Hickman's Decorum, which is highly confusing. So I, got, I read issue two. Okay. It kind of makes some sense. I'm hoping it all makes sense when it's maybe that might be one of those that's better as trade, because it's it's high level getting into, you know, uh, crap. I can't think of his name. Not Warren Ellis. Who's the other guy? Who's the guy that does stuff that's like, uh, ah, everybody's screaming at me now. The other guy who did, I don't. You know that high level. High science, fringe science level stuff. Whatever. Now maybe it is Alice. Anyway, it's it's just, it's 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 on up there, and it's you know, it's going to take some more thinking for me to put all the pieces together. 
Right. Oh, I have started reading. I kind of came late to the game because it's been coming out for a while, but White Widow from Absolute Comics Group. Really? I saw you tweet that, and I'm like, why is Jay tweeting about White Widow? I started reading it, and plus I got a couple of the variant covers. And? I'm liking it so far. It's You're going to get... You're going to get some comparisons to Spider-Man or Spider-Girl or Spider-Woman, but oh, it's a pretty nice series, and the artwork's really interesting, and some of those variant covers are already starting to go for 30 40 bucks or more. Hmm. Well, there you go. And it's per- apparently part of their shared universe they have, which I'm not ready to get into another shared universe. I've got enough of those. Oh, do you? What? DC? Valiant? DC? Valiant? Not really with Marvel. The um, humanoids. Mm-hmm. The humanoids shared universe, which I'm really enjoying a lot. Some of the better comics that are coming out. Ooh, I did read a recent history of Archangel 8, so I am locking that AWA stuff so far. But I've only gotten, like, uh, The Resistance and Archangel 8. I haven't read the others. But I've read nothing but good thing reviews on everything from AWA. So I have seen... The same. I've not delved into it much. I'm trying to think of the one I was considering buying recently, and I can't remember what it was. Was it Gung Ho? Is that what it's called? No. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it right now. Can't think of the name right now. No, I can't either. It's... Nah, well, it's AWA. It's AWA, yes. But that's been about it recently. I mean, not much else uh, going. Yeah, I got a couple of vault titles. After the first issue of No One's Rose, I was kind of eh, but then I read just read the second issue, and now I'm liking it more. Right. Uh, Did you read Money Shot? Yep. Funny comic. I really enjoyed it. Ah, uh, it's hilarious. And, it, it's a, and I guess it's going to be an ongoing with breaks be, between arcs, because I guess the next issue's coming out here in a few months. Yeah. The next arc. From what I heard. I mean, I'm just getting all the vault stuff. I've kind of dropped off a bunch of the Aftershock stuff. But the vault stuff I'm just still really liking. Yeah. In fact, I haven't read an Aftershock title in some months. Because I'm, enjoy- I'm kind of like you. I'm enjoying the vault more, and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying Valiant again a lot. I really like the new stuff they're putting out, and they're getting well, some st- really good creators. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm, I mean, I'm still getting my ongoing from um, Aftershock, so I'm still getting Dark Arc, and I'm still getting Animosity. I want to think there was something else. See, I'm not gotten into either of those. It's just, I don't know, I was just getting tired of these five-issue series, five-issue series. True, but that's pretty much their wheelhouse, though. Yeah, well, that might be where it's more, that's more suitable to trade, read. Yeah, I agree. Than than single-issue read. Well, I quite agree. So I may end up going back and getting some of those. You get a bunch of hardcovers. Can five issues make a hardcover? Why not? Jazz Maynard, those weren't more than five or six issues. Ah, touche. And I know they're doing the same thing for Infinity 8. They're doing four or five issue arcs and putting those into hardcovers. So. Yeah, you really liked that Infinity 8, didn't you? It's uh, Yeah, I liked it. It was different. It was enjoyable. A little quirky in places. But yeah, nice series. I think I read the first volume, and I haven't read any more since then. I need to go back, because I did actually like the first volume I read. Well, they just released volume 8 in hardcover, so you can you want to go spend a big chunk of money, you'll get all those hardcovers. I think they actually show up on Hoopla. Maybe. I wouldn't know anymore, because my library dropped Hoopla, and I was not what? happy. My library dropped Hoopla. How can they drop Hoopla? They said they were having to cut back on... Expenses? Expenses. I don't know if it was related to Corona, which I don't understand because public libraries, not they get all their funding from city taxes and whatever, so there was nothing. It's not like a restaurant where they were losing business even though they were closed. So. Well, that's when you think the digital part would pick up. Well, you would think so, but yes, I was. they stopped it on 1st of June, and I was not happy. Ugh. <sighs> I think I looked on there the other day, and it was like, yeah, I still I, I still got it, and hey, I need to um, read some stuff, but then I had some other stuff to read, so. So, what else have you got? 
Mm, not too much else. It's just been yard work and reading what I want to read. But now I'm sitting here looking at. There's my. Was there supposed to be a third, a third volume of Jazz Maynard? I've heard that there was. I don't know when it will be, but supposedly there's a third one. Hmm. Well, I guess it's it is what European, so I guess it is out there. You just. Yeah, it just hasn't been translated and printed. It's like it's like orphans. From what Ronnie was telling me, there's already there's several more series that have already been done in Europe. Other other than the four trade volumes that Magnetic Press is putting out, they just haven't been translated and put out. By more will be coming, but I will let you know how I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do want to know about the orphans. I do, I do, I do. But hmm. No, I don't have too much other. It's just actually, you know, work's been crazy. I've been doing 10 to 11 hour days at work, and then you come home and get some stuff done. It's time to go to bed and do it again. So recover on the weekend, rinse and repeat. I understand. Hell, Ronnie has fallen off the face of the earth practically. I know he's been working like 14 hour days. Yeah, but doesn't he own his own business now? Yes, he does. Well, well, that's what you get for owning your own business. Well, that's kind of what I understand, but. It sucks because I never hear from him anymore. But anyway, no, that's all I had either. So <coughs> you've been listening to Best of the Rest. If you'd like to tweet the show, we're at, at BOTR Comics. You can reach me at JForgets. And I'm at UT Engineer. We will see you next time. <laughs>